life's gone down the drain. Your body's wrecked with pain. There's just one thing to blame. Dynamite in the brain. Dynamite in the brain. Dynamite in the brain. Dynamite in the brain. Thanks for listening. I am Brian Smith, the leader of the group, transformed from the norm by the nuclear goop. And this is episode 39 of Dynamite in the Brain, the podcast that loves anime and hates fun. As always, I'm joined by my co-host. He's rude, he's crude, he's Anthony Askew. Hello. And our guest tonight is a party dude. It's Gary Hedges. Cowabunga. Very good. I like it. Uh, tonight we are here to talk about Eastman and Laird's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and more specifically their 1996-1997 Japanese direct-to-video outings, Mutant Turtles Superman Legend. What a title. <laughs> and <laughs> Superman so in sight. <laughs> no. Oh, right. I've been looking forward to do this. This has been top of my recording list for this month to talk ninja months mm. uh, this was a late night sta- this was late last minute standing because we were going to do originally going to do something very sensible very worthy and i thought no let's do something totally left field very Off odd the wall. <laughs> possibly appalling uh, well the, the oavs definitely were <laughs> i i don't know I, uh, well yeah we'll get to that there's uh there was bits, yeah. In general, yes, they are quite bad, but it, they did actually make me laugh. Oh, I laughed at several points, but I deliberately laughed. They were de- really shouldn't have. They were deliberate jokes in there, which made me laugh. So these were these OVAs were released to sell toys. Am I right? Yes. Um, the situation was is that well, let's talk. In case those people who don't know what the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are, it was a comic by. Um, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird, if I remember correctly, uh, in the mid-80s, which was like a parody of Daredevil. I didn't know it was a parody of Daredevil, but I do... I didn't I like know that, that. either. I like uh, that, so I've checked out some of the cover art for the comics. I was like, hmm, this looks, this looks better than I thought it would. Yeah, specific, specifically the Frank Miller era. So mm. when you, if you read their original origin, their origin is the... Basically, the the um, radioactive waste which hit uh, Matt Murdock, blinding him, yeah, giving him his powers, also hit some turtles. <laughs> yes, that makes sense. And a rat called Splinter, and obviously Splinter is a reference to the character Stick in Frank Miller's rewritten Origin of Daredevil. He was like his martial arts trainer. This is deep, a lot deeper than I thought. So the gag is, oh yeah, he's Stick, so. A little version of Stick is Splinter. Hilarious jokes. <laughs> oh, this is this is interesting. I, I did not know that, and I'm liking these facts. Yeah. So who's Shredder? What's who's he in relation to Daredevil? Um, I'm trying to think now. So obviously, but yeah, um, around the time you got Elektra assassin, the Elektra character was introduced into Daredevil. He was a Greek ninja, another one of these Euro ninjas we were talking about. In, <laughs> Not them again. <laughs> in the Lupin episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, if you look at the Wikipedia, it says they were trying parodying Daredevil, New Mutants, Cerebus, and Frank Miller's Ronin. I'm not sure New Mutants, how that ties in. And they ended up making a series that was better than all of those. <gasps> <laughs> 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 Controversy. <laughs> 
But it was huge. So, it did like kick off a boom in indie black and white comics and also um, sort of funny animal comics as well. <laughs> funny animal. And a load of furries were born. <laughs> or scalies in this. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, scalies. <laughs> yeah, furries, furries only applies to Splinter. <laughs> ugh, scaly, that's. Ugh. If I see a scaly at the next con, ugh. ugh slippery when wet. What, you um, for just as Raphael? No, no. <laughs> so, that's quite. I'm really fascinated by that. Like, I did try to do a bit of reading on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but I thought, actually, nah, I've seen enough as a kid. I, didn't, I don't need to, but that, that's just. Whew. Yeah, so they. They started licensing them, and because I first came across them because they were licensed to uh, Palladium books or Palladium games, basically to do a, role, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles role-playing game, which had loads of art from Eastman and Laird inside it. it was like, and this is pre the animated series? This is pre the animated series, and then eventually got licensed to be the animated series, which was had a great a lot of changes made to the comic. So I think Splinter's a human who's been turned into a rat in the cartoon, if I remember yeah, correctly, isn't yeah. he? Uh, and is it Krang, the alien? Yeah. So that sort of alien is in the comic, but not in that sort of way. And he lives in Dimension X. I don't think... I'm not sure if Bebop and Rocksteady were in the comic. And April O'Neil was a lab assistant in the comic and gets turned into a reporter on the cartoon. So was the comic bit like aimed at adults or uh, yeah, kids as well? Adults, oh, right. the original. But they did, they, and once they did the cartoon, then you started having a, a kids' version of the mm-hmm. comic as well. Put out. Yeah, they were the comics. I remember being quite um, like the turtles were like severing limbs and stuff. Yeah, I think they were pretty violent. From what I remember. <laughs> and so, yes, this the animated version found its way to Japan on TV Tokyo. Where it used to go out at in the early nineties, I think it replaced Batman the animated series, and it, I don't remember which day it went out, but it would go out in six thirty in the evening. Now here's my trivia question. This is a genuine trivia question as opposed to my trivia quiz from the Christmas episode. <laughs> what was difficult? What was the series that took over that slot on TV Tokyo when Ninja Turtles finished? Could you tell us what year? Uh, let me just. Check. I think it's ninety four. I was just trying to buy some time with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Googling it. Oh, I'm not Googling um, Can we have a clue? I'll, I'll take uh, I'm 90, I don't, I don't be say 95. I'm, I'm wrong. It should be 95. Right. It is... Let's just say it is one of the most popular cartoons ever made. And it is Japanese. Dragon Ball? No. Dragon Ball Z? No, Dragon Ball Z was much earlier than that. 95. Can't be One Piece. No, no, that was... Uh, I'm, I'm, well, I'm, my years are way off here. I'm chronologically <laughs> impaired with this one. Okay, I'll put you out of your misery. It was Neon Genesis Evangelion. Oh, the clue was in the video that you it sent. Was the t- replacement for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, wow. So to go from Batman, the animated that's just series... a bit of a just... bit of culture shock there. Mm, that's like... Oh, that's three awesome shows, really. <laughs> Batman the Animated Series. I think awesome might be stretching it for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, the, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is uh, bigger than we know. It's bigger than Jesus. It's, it's, it's large. Now, I'm underestimating this one. See, I've not seen it since it was on, but... 
Oh, neither have I. I refuse to. I don't think I can. <laughs> I've got fun memories. Let's keep them that way. Yeah, we saw the cats I, all over again. I still play the video games as and when they make new ones. No, <laughs> mm. oh, we had a big session, it's, didn't we? It's the, nostal- the it's the nostalgia within that makes me do it. Although I'm not too fan of, I'm not a big fan of the reboot. I, I've not dared to watch. I've seen the like the art <laughs> style and. I don't know, they've, they've took the friendliness out of the turtles because they've just gave them white eyes now. Well, it's, yeah, it's more like to, the comic. They've tried to make uh-huh. it edgy, but it, I don't know, just, it, in my opinion, doesn't work. Mm. Well, that is what the comic originally looked like. They used to have, just have white eyes. No, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Did they all have the same colour bandana as well? Yes, they did. Yeah. Oh, epic. So how could you tell the difference? By the weapon? Yeah, by the weapons and their personalities. Um, they I think are I think very different personalities. And I think uh, Raphael eventually went took to wearing like an all over black costume, if I remember correctly. How long did the yeah, comic like, run? For? Like a mimic of Shredder's armor. Oh, that that sounds awesome. Uh, original comic, oh, I can't recall. Um, it was fairly short lived, and oh, it's gone okay. through various volumes though. Mm-hmm. I think it's just started up again under IDW. Yeah. Is this one based at kids, or is it going to be in the same vein as the original? I think it's Kevin Eastman's co-writing it and co-drawing it. So I think I think it's in the original vein. I'd be interested to watch. Well, read, I should say. Yeah. I'd be interested, interested to check it out. I hadn't realised the original TV series went on until 96 in America. So um, how many years? Um... From 87 to 96, that's nine years. Pretty good going. That's probably outstaying its welcome as well. <laughs> I yeah, say. I can't remember any major story arcs throughout the series at uh, all. Well, apparently the 94 onwards, it was only eight episodes a season, so... Oh, right. Fair enough. Then. And then there was the live-action TV series. Ninja <laughs> Turtles, The Next Mutation. Oh, God. Was that, that, was when they bought, that was when he bought all the props from the films, wasn't it? And I think, yeah, they had a female... Turtle called oh, Venus yeah, de Milo. Yeah, like headband whose name escapes me. Venus oh. de Milo. Oh, that very was, clever. Keaton. That was terrible, that series. And then in 2003, they relaunched it with a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon, which is much better than the first one. I have seen that more recently. It's pretty good. And the... Oh, it's better than the original cartoon? Yes. And it ended with a special called Turtles Forever, where... The turtles from this series met the turtles from the original TV series and also the turtles from the comic. Oh, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That does Do sound it... good. I'm going to have to hunt that down. Yeah, I think some of it came out on DVD. Well, I don't, I don't say think. I know some of it came out in DVD on the UK, but I don't think it all did because that oh. tends to be how kids' cartoons get released in the UK. Dribs and drabs. Yeah, you kind of get half a series and then... It was like they'd do them by volume. But they'd be like cheap volumes. So like Beyblade and Turtles, I think, were handled by the same people. Mm. So you get cheap by the volume ones, but you never get the entire series. Disney used to be bad for that as well for the Power Rangers releases. So it's normally like 50 episodes or so in a Power Rangers season. Yeah. But they'd only ever like release 26 episodes. Hmm. Strange. Not that I was buying Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No, I, I, I mean, Or uh, Power Rangers TV. DVDs. But uh, because I was database, I was putting them all into a database, I was aware of this was mm. going on. And then apparently there's a third animated series starting this year. 
Yeah, I've actual, seen some. Mm. Actually, checked some of that stuff out the day. Which was CGI, presumably like a bit like the CGI film they did. Which isn't very good because I've seen it. Oh, we should mention the live action films as well. Was that ninety the first one? I think ninety was the first one because I was I was on a school trip to Florida in nineteen ninety, and I think it Bloody came hell, out. You go on school trips to the US. <laughs> yeah. I went to the Lake District. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the local library. <laughs> well, what can we? <laughs> what can you say? Uh, yeah, we had a physics teacher who'd organised these school trips all over the place, and the, 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 he turned basically his physics lessons into like sales pitches for why you should p- pressure your parents into paying for these trips. <laughs> yeah, so we I think it was nine days in Florida in nineteen ninety. I think it came out that week, so I was tempted to like bunk off one day when we like water world and go and watch it in the cinema because. This, that was kind of the peak of my turtles obsession, mm. but I did not. How, how old were you? Nineteen ninety. Uh, fourteen. I would have been. You were bunking off school. That's terrible. Bunking off holiday. <laughs> oh no, I didn't though. I was, oh good. Good. That would be. To be fair, if I was old enough to have thought up the idea of bunking off to watch turtles at the cinema, I'd have totally done it. In fact, I don't think I. <laughs> I think I still haven't seen the film. <gasps> what the live oh. action? Yeah. No way. Oh, you got to see that. I was watching clips on YouTube. Have, the you made me watch the and you've not watched the live-action film. That's it's just a lot better than you well, think. You don't need to watch the film, because I've heard the song Turtle Power by Partners in Crime, which is one of the songs, these sort of movie songs. Well, where what, they, but what they, about Go Ninja Go by Vanilla Ice? Well, I'm not... Well, does that give you the entire plot, like the Partners in Crime song does? Not really. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but it's just hilarious. Because I do like a good film theme song where they give you the entire plot. Um, what's the best one for that? Is it Bullworth? Was that the Warren Beatty film where he's a politician? I have no idea. I'm yes, not really is, yeah. in tune with these tracks that cover this, uh, but, cover this narrative. <laughs> uh, yeah, the film Bullworth. Uh, the song... I can't remember who did the song. It was one of um, the Fugees, I think. Mm. Uh, but yeah, the theme tune to that, which was in the charts, not only gives you the entire plot to the film, it also spoils the twist. Oh, that's terrible. Nice. <laughs> what were they thinking? But I love that sort of song. <laughs> like, it's like, I didn't even have to go and see the well, I did see the film, it's quite a good film. But once I, when I was watching it, I was like, oh, oh, the song. You went, Do you... they play that song like early on in the film? As no, well? I think they play it at the end. Oh, that's that's, that's slightly the, forgivable. The song would be in the charts. I don't think you know, you know while you're listening to it necessarily that it mm. is spoiling the film until you actually go in it and then you can realise, oh, the song's covered every single plot point of this movie. <laughs> Which is pretty much like Partners in Crime's Turtle Power. Though I noticed on the internet people seem to think that's by MC Hammer. The internet can be wrong. They can be. <laughs> I think people think all sort of um, BT. I don't know what the yeah, word. really early nineties pop rap is mm. either by uh, Vanilla Ice or MC Hammer. There was no other people doing pop rap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've got to watch the film. That's uh, you've got to. I've got the, the, uh, sound the facial like... expressions of the turtles is just. Gold. Oh, it's hilarious. Oh, honestly, it's like is it animatronics are used for the film? Yes, I think it was it... it was uh it was yeah, it's animatronics, it was Jim Henson Studios or... And like don't go as wrong, it looks pretty good, but it's just the lips the lips look hilarious. 
<laughs> Got to watch it for the lips, I tell you. Oh, God. <coughs> oh, God. Yeah, so I've not seen Secret of the Ooze or Ninja Turtles 3 either. Which three, one's got... was, three was iffy. I which saw one's... it time travelling. Uh, which one's got Kevin Nash in it? Two. Okay. <laughs> he plays Super, Shred- Super Shredder. Oh, that's it, yes. <laughs> I don't... I've seen all the films and obviously the time travel one is... Do they... Are they in like, feudal Japan and stuff? Yes, yeah. third that one. Was... That was crap. That was terrible. As, as bad films my, that was really bad. My gripe with the Turtles films was they kind of made Casey Jones a bit of a softie. Well, at the end of uh, the first film, doesn't he put Shredder in a spoilers in a in a big like crusher? What? No, a big like garbage I... um, crushing thing. I don't even know the proper name. That's that's not softy. That's nasty. That for a kids' film. <laughs> I don't remember that. I was watching clips Watch today. Seriously, the fight Shredder on the top of the building. Shredder falls into this garbage disposal unit. And um, Casey walks past and says, whoops, and presses a button and sets it away. <laughs> but it, how the hell does it not crush him? Because <laughs> he's well, it's Shredder after all. Session one. It is Shredder, one of the greatest villains until you watch the OVA. <laughs> oh god <laughs> mm. I was still trying to work out in the OVA um, Krang refers to him as Sawaki-chan but I was thinking Sawaki was referencing his human name but it isn't because his, his human name was like Uruko Saki or something yeah so See, I, I thought Sawaki-chan was the name of the big robot that he's um, piloting around no Krang. I think he's just being uh I think he's just trying to wind Shredder up by calling him a cute name. Yeah, because he was calling him that, and I was thinking, like, is that some sort of joke that I was missing out on? <laughs> and there's a lot of that. <laughs> he wound up whenever he said it. Although I think Krang had the best voice, because his voice in this is almost similar to the one in the uh, American ver- like dub. I think it might even be better. Uh, it's kind <laughs> it's of certainly... second high-pitch, whiny sound. And I was just like, wow, they, they managed to keep Krang just as annoying. And if the, to answer your question, are you missing something? The answer is, yes, you are. Um, let's get into it on the OAVs. Yes. Uh, so, this is a two-part OAV, of which the parts are only tenuously connected by something called Mutastones, <laughs> which are these um, objects which allow the turtles to get extra powers. For a limited time. Yes, for a limited. Don't yes, don't forget the limited time. Not not. And so the first episode starts off, and it's it is the great crisis of the super turtles. The saint appears, and it opens up with a recap <laughs> of something you will have not seen because it was never animated. <laughs> I, I, I do not get that logic. I've got a note on that. I, I don't get the logic. It, it pretty much spoils the thing you're about to watch. Yeah. Well, no, it doesn't because it's recapping something which isn't in the cartoon essentially it's recapping a three volume um comic which came out in 95 oh, presumably tying to the end of the series in japan uh-huh. where which explains how they got the mutastones because at the start of this episode they've already got the mutastones which allows them to turn into super turtles because basically the krang is trying to is he trying to open this dark muter stone to release 
a dark demon called Dark Mew and to destroy yeah. the world, which leads... And if, in a, the first funny bit, I thought, is that Shredder and uh, Rocksteady and Bebop are all for this plan, except they do point out where are they going to live after they've destroyed the Earth. <laughs> 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 and then Crank says they're going to live in Dimension X, at which point they kind of... They're not quite so keen on the plan anymore. Because <laughs> it isn't uh, Dimension X like this canyon wasteland. Hmm. Like a... Well, is it the Terra Drome or Terra Dome? Is that the big thing that he lives yeah. in? Oh, the, yeah, uh, in the top. And... yeah, the Technodrome. Technodrome. I hate that it. thing. Couldn't you get toys of that big? You could, thing? yes. Yeah. Oh, so I've never silly. had the toy of the Technodrome. Always wanted it though. Oh, you probably. I, I didn't have it, but I never wanted it. It's Ooh. worth noting that in every uh, or most of the Turtles games, the Technodrome boss was always an absolute pain in the butt. But <laughs> in every game, they always made it that you had to kill it by stabbing it in the eye. Well, that's the only way to do it, isn't it? That's how I would kill it off. Right in the eye. Yeah, so... I can't can't even remember how they were going to open this. Anyway, so they're very concerned, and they're reporting this on the news, and there's a sequence with a space shuttle in space, and the men at NASA... (laughs) and the ground control at NASA are continually winding up the guy on the spaceship. He's very worried, but they just think he's lost his glasses. And this (laughs) conversation continues throughout the episode. Because he sees something on his radar, doesn't he? Which is... He sees stars disappearing, I think. It that's is. it. That's, that's it. it, yeah, that's it. Stars disappearing. And then you get, like, a news report with April O'Neil reporting the news in a jumpsuit in the studio. Oh, beautiful as ever. Um, yeah, because while... Yeah, so Shredder's got a slightly different costume. Rocksteady and Bebop Oof. look pretty much the same. Krang looks the same, but better animated than he was in. Mm, definitely. But... April O'Neil looks like April O'Neil's body, but with a more generic anime head <laughs> put where her face should be. <laughs> the thing I didn't get was, why did they change Shredder's appearance? Because even when he's not Super Shredder, he's still his normal at- like outfit's well, completely... Uh, I read up on this. Uh-huh. Maybe not intentionally, but I read it somewhere. Because that was my biggest gripe, because I think Shredder is like... I love his original design... Like it's basic, it's simple. Now he's kind of got this, like, kind of like a cyborg body. And the reason was something to do with his body got destroyed and um, Krang rebuilt it. And that's why he is the way he is. Yeah, he gets that costume at the start of the comic. Basically to make it ah. look like the Super Mutant Shredder toy. Very convenient. <laughs> yes. it's, that's my, one of my biggest gripes about this. The Product placement. Not only the look of Shredder, but... The make him out to be this bumbling idiot. <laughs> but like he was that. like that in the American series. Let's See, I can't <laughs> remember him being like that. I remember him being kind of scary. It's like, ooh, there's Shredder. He's a, he's a nasty fella. And then the make him out like he's one of the Bebop and Rocksteady joke parade. It, it yeah, he's, like a bit, he's a bit sillier in this, I must admit. Because in the, in the American series, he was kind of... He was clumsy, but he wasn't that clumsy. No, no, no Nine times Frank out of ten, that him, it would take all four of them just to beat him on his own. Mm. Whereas in this, it's kind of yeah, he's a bit. A and bit... He, fre- he frequently has very funny googly eyes. Yeah. In the over. <laughs> <laughs> like, I do oh. think he looks pretty good. Had it not been Shredder, I'd say, oh, that looks pretty pretty good. That, but the fact that they've took away the original look massively and just kind of. Yeah, you can't see his face. Yeah, I like the fact, yeah. But the, the eyes are quite... Uh, there's something else, anyway. Also, um, 
via the links of the toy line, I don't see a foot soldier toy in a Hawaiian shirt. Oh, that's the best bit. Yeah, because they explain they explain the absence of foot soldiers in this episode is that they've all gone on holiday, and then there's a cut scene partway through the episode where there is a foot soldier in a Hawaiian shirt on holiday. All of them are. All, yeah, no, all of them. Yeah. Like having a barbecue. I thought that was the, one of the best bits. I was like, they actually showed you them on holiday. I thought that was awesome. I now want a foot shoulder toy with a Hawaiian shirt on and sunglasses. And it has a little reference to Pokemon, I think, doesn't it? Well, it wouldn't. How would it have Pokemon hadn't started? Well, it, or, well Pokemon <laughs> ripped it off. Then, honestly, what's with the? Unless it was the subs I watched, it said like foot sh- soldiers blasting off again. Uh, well, something like that, didn't they? When they were um, sucked up into the whatever. And then, but then they fly off in like a team rocket. Oh well, I, I think that uh, that's a reference to something else, anyway. Right. I thought I'd bring that up because. I wasn't sure if it was too early for Pokemon. I, okay. I Pokemon the game came out in '96, so I don't know when. Oh, it's definitely. Yeah. Um, but um, Team Rocket themselves are basically they're in the mold of the villains from the Time Bokan TV series, which started in the '70s. And do they have like a similar? Uh, yeah, I don't know if they blasted off again, but yeah, they'd have a similar sort of. They'd all. They'd... Something they'd, yeah, something they'd say at the end when they've been beat, sort of thing. Right? Yeah, they'd normally be defeated in an explosion. Ah, so that's what it was a nod to. Well, these guys were onto something with this blasting off again. It caught on. <laughs> well, they might have just translated. Whoever was subtitling it might have just translated that way to make that a reference. Yeah, so it may not point. have been a reference when they were originally saying it. In the but yeah, the the Hawaiian shirt thing that that did make me laugh. I think did we should all get one for Kitakon. a shirt with a, a sun and pineapples, garishly spread across it. Because obviously we are watching this. It was never released in the West, so we're watching a fan sub version of it, which you can find plenty of people have uploaded it to YouTube. And apparently nobody owned the copyright has been particularly upset and asked them to remove it. <laughs> there are multiple copies of it sitting up there and have been for years. Probably, they're probably thinking that, hey, maybe we'll sell some toys this way. Quite possibly. Or they just think, well, or, or maybe the rights are so confused over it that they don't know. Nobody, nobody knows who's the right person to say take Nobody it. wants to step up to own <laughs> That's true. That might be it as well. <laughs> now, here's, me. Me. <laughs> here's a question for you. Can you remember which one is which out of Bebop and Rocksteady? Bebop yeah. is the... What, is he a warthog? Rocksteady's definitely the rhino. You're I, correct. Have, I said the other way around. What? You're, uh, and Gary is correct. I'd have, oh, darn it. I'd have had no idea which way. Uh, I would have said the that. other way. Because I always remember as a kid, I preferred Bebop to Rocksteady because Bebop had the mohawk thing going on in the sunglasses. He looked cooler. Which did. So, which... Wait, I'm looking at pictures because I always forget kind of which one's a warthog and which... Wait there, let's... The, the Which one? Who's who? Rocksteady's the rhino. It's the rhino. And Bebop's the warthog. Right. Okay. <coughs> I, I, I don't know who I like best. Bebop. I don't think you can pick it. One without the others. Nobody. Okay, I want to get to the, to the most jarring bit of this first episode. <laughs> when after, after April's done this news report, she goes to visit the turtles. 
and there's a fa- a fairy there called Chris Mew, which she says hello, and everybody acts like they know who this fairy is and that why she's living in the sewers with the turtles. Yeah, what the hell is that about? <laughs> and there is no explanation offered to the uh, new viewer as to who she is, what she's doing there, why everyone's so familiar with her, and also why she's somehow involved with the turtles being able to turn into superheroes. Yeah. Uh, she is also from the comic. And it's right. all, that, all that setup, which is referred to in the opening sequence. Unfortunately, the opening sequence doesn't actually animate anything from the comic. It just uses footage out of the two OEV episodes you're about to watch. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the hell? I'm Spoilers. sure some of that stuff you don't even see. Oh, well, I could be wrong there. But Cause it, there's it, a bit where they run away from a train in their their muter their muter forms. I don't know what their um, super mutant forms. Super total form. Yeah, and you, you don't see that in the series, and the, the OVA, I should say. Okay, well, look forward to that. But uh, yeah, it doesn't really help matters unless you've read. And somebody has started trans- <laughs> doing like fan translations of the comics. I think you've done the first two volumes. So if you're really desperate, they are out there, so you can find out. You can what you can read some comics where the turtles look all, absolutely on model with the uh, cartoon, but all the other characters look like anime character, manga, anime and manga <laughs> characters. Nice. At least until no. the turtles turn into superheroes, in which case they look like the toys, just as they do here. Exactly like the toys. Now, how would you describe the turtles when they turn into superheroes? Uh... Big, bold, hard men. <laughs> with a horrible T on their chest. Yeah, what? Not like the T on the chest. The chest plate thing with the T just was rubbish. <laughs> I can but the masks, with... the, the masks that they're wearing look like some kind of wrestler mask or something. They look like Wolverine's mask. Yeah, oh, actually, no, yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah, well spotted. But I think they look pretty good, especially when they do something funny. Because... It, it looks so strange, <coughs> this big, bold, hard man like, waving stupidly at Shredder or something. I don't know. It's it's very weird. But the T ruins it. <laughs> I'm going to pick fault. It's the T. I'm sorry. But, yeah. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not... I was trying not... to work out, do they still have their shells on their back in super form? I don't I think know. so. I think so. It kind of looks like they shrank. See if we can get a reverse pick of the toy. Um... Oh, yeah, I think they do have those picks. But yeah, so yeah, there's, there's a shell there. There's a shell. They've got these muter stones that Chris Mew, this fairy, allows them to turn into superheroes. I'm assuming Dark Mew and Chris Mew are sisters. That's what I kind of read into it by the end of the first episode, at least. Or like they're parallel opposites. Yeah, they are, they're voiced yeah. by the same person, so that could well mm. be the case. Um, but it's not the it's not only the turtles who have these muter stones. The villains have muter stones as well, which allows oh. them to turn into super mutant versions of Shredder, Rocksteady, and Bebop. I still couldn't work out exactly what Bebop and Rocksteady were turning into when they turned super. They just <laughs> they just turned into more manly versions of themselves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they look awesome though. But like Bebop's got these massive ears. What's that about? Like a gremlin, he, he kind of becomes like this. Yeah. A gremlin. What gremlin said. And, and I think it looks really badass. And then the other guy, he's like a a dinosaur now suddenly. And, like uh, yeah, and Shredder sort of turns into a dragon, which doesn't seem to be on the toy pictures we've got. So no, that was just... I didn't like the look of Shredder. He, he just gets worse and worse with every transformation. He moves further away from what I like about that was Shredder. Because in the the second part of the OVA, when he the Dark Devil Shredder, 
that was terrible. <laughs> it was like, I looked at it, I was like, is that some sort of cross between Trypticon from Transformers and Godzilla? <laughs> I think he looks pretty pretty good in the second one, actually, compared to the, the initial transformations, at least. Oh, wait, no, sorry, I'm thinking of the, the, the second part the of this. Transformations. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, he, yeah I do not like when that. He's, uh, when the Dark Blue does that to him, sorry. Yeah, not, so... the, um, not the metal armor that he wore, that was okay. Yeah, so basically, then the rest of the episode, once they all like, set up, is a load of fighting. They release Dark Moo, it turns Shredder into a Godzilla Shredder. <laughs> Dark Devil Shredder. Who is bigger than, they flood the entire city, he's bigger than the tech, uh, Technodrome. And so what are the turtles going to do? Well, they're going to have to merge into one giant super turtle. Turtle say. Yeah. <laughs> Why does his skin go white? That made no sense. All it's good. All it's good with the world mutated into one being. I was thinking that he'd be green and just have a multicolored faceplate. But... Well, he does have all four of the colors somewhere on his body, and I made note of that. Like he's got like little bands around his legs that might be like red and orange. Then I don't know a blue wristband or something. I can't remember the exact order, but they're all there. They're all he's there somewhere. The Wolverine faceplate. The. <laughs> oh. He's got the... I can't unsee that now. That you've said Wolverine. I, I keep looking at them and seeing Wolverine. Oh, he's got big angel wings as well. He's he's basically the Captain Planet of Super Turtles. Oh God, yeah. Where does he get the sword from? Wow, all the weapons so, combined. Leonardo's sword, but it, again, it turns white, and and he also gets wings, which again makes no sense. I'm guessing that's the whole Saint thing. Yeah, I think it's kind of influenced by what was going on in sort of 90s image comics as well i think is particularly there's a picture somebody on Flickr who's got some artwork and it looks yeah it looks the art with artwork from it looks far more like 90s image comics than it does um manga i was thinking the whole kind of white exterior with like a blue chest plate being some sort of nod to gundam yeah, because yeah, it does suddenly well. become like a Gundam thing. They're in it's space. Just the, color, the, color scheme, the color scheme sort of just reminded me of it. Mm. Yeah. I, I don't like Shredder in this. <laughs> <laughs> well, with the droopy eyes. Oh, there was a, yeah, there was a Saint Turtle toy as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you got to get a link link people to a picture of that. Yeah, I'll see if I can find something. Because the toys looking at them, they don't look too bad, and then they've got like a splinter one, and the splinter one looks atrocious. Or an outfit that he doesn't wear in the actual show. Exactly. And the detail on the face is non-existent. He has, it's just like a big brown blur across his face. You can't really... But he is, uh, he's very muscular, like all the other ones. It's like... Oh, Oh, yeah. I wonder whether they just thought that uh, the turtles weren't macho enough for the nineties, so they're going to make them uh, more extreme, more X Men. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I, I personally don't mind the look of the turtles. But at the same time, I've got no problem with the original look of the turtles before they become big and burly. But it was an interesting choice, I think. But I think it's just the way franchises sort of wind down. You can only do so. There's um, 
the uh, wrestling manager booker Jim Cornette has this idea that you can only do storylines in wrestling every you can only do them once every seven years. And it's interesting, there's like a seven-year gap between the end of the Turtle, the original Turtles cartoon and the next cartoon starting up. So I think this is kind of, what you see in this OVA is the uh, death now, the, yeah, sort of the death rattle of the franchise at this point. Because over in the American cartoon, what they did there, I'm reading, is they replaced Shredder with an alien villain called Lord Dreg who was basically an attempt to be like the alien villains on Power Rangers at the time. Oh, nice. I'm looking at a picture now, <clears throat> which I'm gathering's a right guy. He looks very... <sighs> I don't know. He ain't no shredder. I'll say that. Oh, apparently those fairies are based on car- characters out of the cartoons as well. Because the fairies are neutrinos, and it says here the neutrinos are three and a half, are the three and a half hipster, fly, hipster flying hot rod driving teenagers from Dimension X introduced in the 1987 ep- series episode Hot Rodding Teenagers from Dimension X. So it's not those specific ones, but Chris Moo mm. and Dark Moo are apparently of the same race as those characters from that cart- that episode. That's quite interesting. Given it, there's quite a lot going on. So, there. Obviously, this really ties into the uh, continuity of the original cartoon. <laughs> if only we had that comic. But I'm surprised nobody's put that comic out in English. You'd think there would be some audience for it. Oh, without a doubt. Because the... Turtles Completists, I'm sure, would buy everything. Definitely. I, I think the only... I never bought the Turtles comics. The only thing I got that was anywhere near to it was um, as a result of seeing the character in Turtles, I started getting Usagi Yojimbo comics. And I got the comic where Leonardo crosses over and he's it's, in, it's a Usagi Yojimbo comic, but Leonardo from the Turtles is in it. Well, that's the correct thing to do because those Usagi Yojimbo comics were much better than the uh, comics based on the cartoons. So. <laughs> 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 yeah, I can imagine those were pretty terrible. But yeah, was... kind of one, it was a weird thing that kind of I liked the character. I thought he was the samurai rabbit. I thought was awesome in the turtles cartoon. Yeah, because I, I, I it was his own series in his own right. I was like, oh wow! So I started getting the comics for that. Yeah, because I think I'd read the comic before the cartoon started. So when that episode came up out with Usagi Jimbo, and it was like, yeah, Usagi Jimbo. In the <laughs> just guest starring in the turtles cartoon. Nerd chills. Well, because that is pretty weird. <laughs> It's I think it would be like um I think uh how would you say it would be like it'd be yeah, it's like somebody else's creation guest starring in a cartoon, which is oh it's a bit like I suppose it's a bit like the Batman live action when the Green Hornet guest star at that time. So that'd probably be the closest thing. Mm, mm. Where they're not necessarily connected by creator or publisher, but oh hey, there they are. It's Bruce Lee. Like somehow that. a deal was struck and they appear in the show anyway. Yeah. Which is pretty neat. Uh, okay, I think that's the first part of the uh, Super Legend covered. Not a great deal happens. There's lots of <laughs> there's lots true. of bits with the the space guys. They keep kind of going back to that, and that's who picks them up at the end, isn't it? Yeah, that seems to be the only reason they're there. Is yeah. for all the gags involving this guy's glasses, and <laughs> there are a lot of gags involving that guy's glasses because he's protesting that he's not lost his glasses. And then later on, they say, 
we found your glasses, you left a beer. And he goes, no, that's my spare pair. <laughs> there is some bits that did make me chuckle, definitely. I can't remember them off the top of my head, but there was a few there. Yeah, I do wonder whether the people making this were like, oh, we've got to make this. Let's at least stick some jokes in. <laughs> yeah. If we're going to do this, let's try... It's and... like the bit where, Shre- where Splinter was like, yeah, as Turtle said, you could survive in outer space. So I'm sure that, that was the whole reason the space shuttle was there, so that when the 100 seconds that they have as Turtle said runs out, they can then, you know, before they suffocate and die, they can get picked up by the space shuttle and taken home. Oh, I've got a fear no, that no, the human people on that space shuttle are totally not weirded out by the fact they've just picked up humanoid <laughs> turtles. Whereas in the series, whenever a human saw them, they freaked out. Understandably, of course. That big smile. Nobody's that happy and bald. <laughs> but yeah, personally, I think they should have expanded on this series, made it Given it a proper light episode run. I'd like to see a super version of Casey Jones and Baxter yeah. Stockman. <laughs> rat King. The super Rat King. Super Baxter the Fly. But yeah, I've got a favourite line from this episode. <clears throat> I forget which turtle says it, but after Chris Moo sacrifices her life to kind of hold Dark Moo in place while um, Saint's, the big Saint turtle slashes it with the big thing, one the turtle said... Although her body was tiny, her courage was enormous. And that just, oh, and the focus on his face for far too long. <laughs> and that was my top line, killer line of the episode. I don't think all... I have one for episode two, or do I? I forget. Yeah, and they're all like, oh, we'll see her again, as the stone she's been bound into gets <laughs> flung out his around his face. Yeah, what the hell? It's further and further away from her soul, but there we'll see her again. Nice NASA men to take us. To visit a stone. So, yes, so the turtles have lost their muter stones, so they can no longer turn into super mutant turtles. But have no fear, because episode two was going to sort all that out for them. <laughs> As they stop being super turtles and essentially become Saint Seiya characters with a trip to Japan. Oh, the, the whole thing with Shredder. Talking about that they're in his hometown and all this. Just, oh. Yeah, so oh. uh, in the second, which is called The Coming of the Guardian Beasts, the metal turtles appear, uh, in which the turtles, April and Splinter, head to Japan to help an old friend of Splinter's. Because remember in this one, he's not a rat turned into a mutant a humanoid creature. He is a man turned into a rat. To help one of his ninja friends, Kinzo Hattori because his house is being haunted by a ghost who just cackles and points through the entire episode. Yeah, what the hell was that about? <laughs> I didn't get that. I don't know whether there was going to be some like big joke at the end or something to do with it, but... Um, so, yeah. yeah, there's a uh, mirror slash tablet, which has got seven stones put into it, which turn out to be muter stones. Um... So they want them. They want that protected from the ghost and whatnot. And meanwhile, doesn't just Krang randomly teleport Shredder Bebop? Yeah, Krang just seems Japan to. Yeah. And <laughs> to steal to steal this, and they basically. Yeah, he picks the... up a signal that he's found Muter Stones, and it yeah. coincides with it being the exact same location that the turtles are heading. And so, to protect the stones from these evil thieves, 
Kinzo Hattori uh, basically sets off this ninja castle because they're just in like a shed to begin with. But he uh, sets something off and this huge ninja castle grows out of the ground. And it's a race to get to the uh, tablet. Which is very funny. It is very funny, yeah. That is that is some good good gags. The, the... I like the fact that um, when Krang first tells Shredder that he's found muter stones, Shredder is actually not interested in getting them. And it's only because <laughs> Krang refuses to stop laughing that he eventually agrees. Yeah... See, Shredder's just... What have they done? And teleport him to Japan, he doesn't recognize, realize that he's in Japan. <laughs> Despite <laughs> the fact he's on top of a bullet train. <laughs> I like when the ninjas turn up <laughs> and uh, the train bit. Because these are proper ninjas. These are ninjas that, are, that I like. like the, the throw ninja stars really fast. Yeah, of Ninja Month, these are the most traditional ninjas we've seen yeah. so far. And... They're my favourite ninjas. I'm going to go as far as seeing these are my favourite ninjas, these guys. All dressed in ninja attire. Yeah, Yeah, they're good. They're not Euro ninjas, they don't have superpowers. I'm Japan. You're bog standard Japanese ninja. (laughs) You don't fix a ticking clock. Cobble Garden ninja. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so then they race up this uh, castle. Basically, they all start climbing and then get halfway up and then one of the turtles points out, hang on, this is a castle. Why are we climbing up the outside of it? Won't there be some stairs inside? Fantastic logic. (laughs) At which point they run inside. Krang makes another random appearance. Um, Gets shrugged out the way. (laughs) But the villains get to the Mutastones first and gain the powers of the evil Guardian Beasts, which basically are sort of animal mecha which fly out of Mount Fuji and attach themselves to the villains' bodies, making them into the Metal Mutants line of toys. And they're a very horrible power- line of toys. Very, very Power Rangers-esque. Well, it's very Saint Seiya, basically. Mm. It's, they, it is completely a Saint Seiya ripoff. Which, in, in terms of Saint Seiya, is influenced a bit by the Sentai show. So, yeah, that's sort of, you'd also see the Power Rangers connection there. So that might have been why they were thinking of it as well. Like, this it was the whole, like, big. yeah, the shouting out the animal names and all the yeah. rest of it. If this takes off big, they might have thought, oh, we can do, we can turn the Turtles franchise like the Power Rangers, which was going great guns at the time. Whereas the Turtles were dwindling. <laughs> I'm sure this didn't help. <laughs> can't have done. This can't have... Well, the funny thing is... That they were a bit lucky that, like, obviously they got these like animal attachments, and they'd, they'd have been pretty gutted if one of the animals was a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> that well, should have been the case. That, that'd have been like the best practical joke, or it'd be it'd have been even funnier if it was Shredder that got turned into a turtle. Well, Shredder got tiger spirit armor, uh, but yeah, Michelangelo did draw the short straw. We've getting the beetle spirit armor. Yes. Uh, yeah, his suit was the worst. Yeah, apparently, By far. from what I read, these toys only came out in Japan. Oh, thank goodness. They're Not that shiny. I would have been convinced of... Actually, maybe I would have. I might have seen these as a kid and said, these are really shiny. I love the turtles. Give me now. Yeah, there's a bit, <laughs> of, uh, there's a bit of super deformed Gundam to them as well, because those are always tended to be covered in really shiny bits. Mm. And, yeah, and so then they have a fight... That's what it's weird. 
Uh, again, yeah. yeah not which, uh, there's gags. Most of the gags are involved the castle and on the bullet train. In fact, a yeah. great deal. The fight bit and they're getting turned into the super turtle, the metal turtles, is really only the last third of the cartoon. Because it kind of goes downhill from there. As soon yeah. as they get the mirror, it's like, oh, right. Yeah, it's a bit like the first one. As soon as they actually do the fighting, it's not as interesting as when they were just putting gags in. Which makes no, me think, it... as I said, I, th- I, I, I think their heart wasn't really in the job at hand. It's like, let's churn these out, get paid, <laughs> go home. Oh, this, this, uh, I couldn't agree more. It kind of the. Fighting... I like. Yeah. Go for it, Gary. Yeah. I was just gonna say, I like the fact that when the uh, the evil ghost that does nothing but point and laugh appears, they they refer to. I just found the bit in the video. They refer to him as a vengeful, a vengeful ghost of fear, who has been known as the worst of the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I I I don't know if that's a bad translation or what, but that's basically it. That they don't say what he did. He's just a vengeful ghost of fear who's the worst of the worst. I'm I, I, I'm thinking an annoying ghost might actually be worse than the scary ghost, though, in terms of getting things done around the house. Yeah, a scary ghost you just leave the house and go and do whatever you're trying to do elsewhere. And an annoying ghost you might be tempted to just grin and bear it, and it just like grind away at your <laughs> psyche. Why didn't they make a toy for him? <laughs> that would have been great. That would have been great. Oh. I'm sure they reference Hattori Hanzo in this episode as well. Yeah, they do. Okay. He sealed the ghost or something, I think. That, yeah, I think that's or, it, yeah. Or whatever the spirit was. or It is connected know. to the, the uh, ghost's origin. <clears throat> uh, so, yeah, that's your Turtle OAVs. If you want to see them, just type in Turtle OAVs into Google. They'll show up. Or go to YouTube and type Super Turtle or Metal Turtle. Yeah, that should do the trick as well. Um, what other things do I want to mention? Uh, yeah, you mentioned yeah, Turtles video game. That was another thing I did in 1990 on that holiday. I spent an inordinate amount of time playing the arcade game. Oh, the four-player one? Yes. Oh, I loved that. that I did fin- a lot of fun. I, did, I, I, I sort of fin- well, I did finish it, but I wasn't really doing much of the work. There was some American guy some kid there who was just he could probably have completed on its own without the other three people on the <laughs> well, at least did he get to see the ending of the arcade game was it worth it all those can't... quarters you spilled into it <laughs> I, didn't th- I can't remember spilling that many quarters into that at that time so yes it probably was worth it because mm. uh, yeah double dragon was at the hotel was the thing I really spilled quarters into Ooh. in fact all of us did because they had like a little arcade in the hotel we were staying in and I think we took the hotel's entire supply of quarters by the middle of the week. <laughs> just for awesome. them to empty it back out I again. Remember, I just remember my um, memories of being a kid being really into Turtles, probably about 92, because so, the arcade was still really popular. And also you had the Simpsons four-player arcade out at the same time. So kind of those were the two most popular arcades in there people battling over which one they wanted to play sort of thing. But I always remember when I went into one of the shops in the States and they literally had at the front of the store as you walked in this kind of huge long rack that was probably about five rows high in terms of like figures on it. So it was about sort of like a row of five upwards and probably about 15 across of just turtles figures. And 
the amount of figures that they had that hadn't come out in the UK, like things like um, Baxter in his fly form. Um, do you remember Metalhead, the robot turtle? Oh, yeah, I do, yeah. Yeah, uh, the figure of him, which I thought was awesome. I'd never even seen him before. Um, things like uh, the figure of Casey Jones and all sorts of other crazy, weird alien characters that I didn't recognize. And it was just like, I just remember being blown away at it with a kid. And the fact that it was right at the front of the store meant every time we went to this store, which we would do several times because it was like the local big store, I'd just be harassing my parents for Turtles merchandise. (laughs) I can picture you just walking in and stood screaming with excitement at all these times. Oh, I was I was mental. I was just running around like pulling them off and seeing what was behind them and <laughs> finding them and then I'd look at the back and look at all the ones on the back and then see if they had them in the shop because they basically had pretty much everything. But it was it was kind of at the time my brother was old enough because he's my younger brother. He was old enough to just start getting into turtles as well. So he was also there and we were just going mental. But I remember that year we uh I remember my parents telling me, like even now they talk about it, uh, they said that that year they bought so much Turtles merchandise, the only way they could keep us from knowing that they'd done it was they had to buy an extra suitcase, which literally just had Turtles merchandise in it, that they basically then took home and then put away to give to us at Christmas and obviously birthday, because my birthday's right by Christmas. But you had stuff like uh, the Turtles blimp, you know, the big great big airship. Yeah, you could get like the toy of that, and it was just—I remember getting that for my birthday, and nobody I knew had that, so I was the envy of all my mates until I popped it, and then, well, then what I was, was it made of? of? Well, the 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 bottom part of the blimp that the turtle sat in was plastic, but the actual blimp bit was just basically a giant blow-up balloon that you clipped to the plastic bit, and it came with a repair kit which got used, and it still ended up getting popped again. <laughs> And I remember my brother had, like, we had the the van and you had the turtle, uh, you had, like, the the turtle sewer base, although that was kind of a bit rubbish because they made out like it was Lego, like you could connect the tubes wherever you wanted, but there was only about two places that you could put the tubes and you only got about three bits of tubing. So it was pretty naff. (laughs) But, um, no, the, the sheer volume of figures was crazy. I think it was probably one of the first things that I remember seeing the the kind of the volume of toys because i had like obviously when i was younger i had lots of transformers and stuff but i would never actually go out to the shops and see them in the shops but i just remember seeing turtles in the shops and just looking at the sheer volume of merchandise and just being blown away by how much there was it must have been so big back then everybody i know knew at school had like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle backpacks. Oh, sorry, just had to correct you there. They had Teenage Mutant Hero Turtle backpacks. Oh, that's very true. That's very true. <laughs> yes, I never right. got that either. Uh, it's because... Um, just didn't think ninjas would be too violent. Yeah, yeah I think it was people were afraid that kids would imitate uh, ninja behaviour. Because uh, it used to be that um, James Furman was in charge of the BBFC... It was very hard to get stuff with nunchucks. Oh. Um, it, we exen- presumably at this time, the end of the dragon nunchuck scene was still censored in. VH. It was yes, and the picture on the cover still had him holding a baguette over his head as opposed to nunchucks. <laughs> they... Did that actually really? Yeah, it looked like. I'm a basically... huge end the dragon fan. I've never seen that image. Basically, <laughs> uh, yeah, so basically they painted over the nunchucks. He's holding over his head and it, oh. with what looked like a French loaf. 
And in the in the film, it looks like he picks up the nunchucks, basically, and the, the way it's edited, it looks like he then runs away. With them round <laughs> his neck, yeah. Oh, enter the croissant. <laughs> yeah, so I think, I think the Turtles film would have been edited as well. Front, yeah, um, they. I think you know you don't see the bit where Mikey originally. You don't see the bit where Mikey's showing off. There's the bit with the nunchucks and the guys doing all the nunchuck posing, and then Michelangelo does the same thing. I think was that all not cut out? Yeah, I think I'm just trying to see if I can find the cuts. List. See, it sounds like it feels massively. Michelangelo attacking anybody's with a yo-yo. <laughs> Michelangelo doesn't fight much these days. Oh, oh that's why. <laughs> but I, I remember as a kid, I've said before, I used to want to be a ninja. So they could try and censor my ninjaing, but it didn't happen. <laughs> I was ninjaing. I was lucky. I had the Michelangelo toy, and it had the nunchucks, so I was happy. Not, not two baguettes on a two <laughs> sausages. So- the funny thing is, you could Michelangelo of all the turtles is the one turtle where if you replaced his weapons with pizzas, people probably wouldn't care. It's like, oh well, it's it's accurate. It's Michelangelo. He all he does is eat pizza. <laughs> He's the one. It's the least. How is nunchucks like censoring nunchucks any better than censoring a sword? Surely a sword is far more. I think accessible the... for a child in terms of a knife, you know. I think, the, well, swords and knives are different lengths. I think the idea was that, yeah, it was more like the kid was going to try and build his own nunchucks and whack himself in the head, I think was the... Oh, that's fair <laughs> cop. Um, but yeah, so I'm looking here. So the original sub, uh, original submission was cut by, this is the movie, by 1 minute 51 seconds. But when it was resubmitted in the 2000s, it was, re- it was released uncut. Mm. I mean that nunchuck thing that lasted a while because even going ahead with like uh, was it selfie from Final Fantasy VIII? Yeah, yeah. The uh, the figure of her was banned in the UK because it came with nunchucks. So you <laughs> go into Forbidden Planet and you could buy the entire figure collection of Final Fantasy VIII, but you couldn't buy selfie because they wouldn't allow it. They wouldn't allow it to sell it because it had a nunchuck a set of what were nunchucks, even though they were toy miniature ones, they were nunchucks. So you couldn't, you couldn't get the figure. <laughs> Nunchuck nasties. I yeah. Asking them in a, asking the people in the shop about it and being like quite surprised that that was the reason. And uh, we have also established previously on this podcast that while I was at school around this time, I had friends who were bringing uh, shuriken into schools and throwing them at trees. So <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe it was reasonable to, to believe that kids <laughs> might be hurting themselves. They were just ninja training. <laughs> or maybe it was either it was reasonable, or there was no point in cutting them anyway because kids were going to find weapons regardless. Absolutely, exactly. Yeah, apparently, the German version had the same thing as the UK version because it's like a picture comparison of how they uh, sort of cut out it's basically Michelangelo using his nunchucks wherever possible I, I used to think Michelangelo was the worst character so that's probably why oh yeah, I, I, yeah I was about to ask you which ones were your favourite which, which character did you uh, like the most or identify with the most <sighs> go as ahead a kid, as, a, as a kid Michelangelo was always my favourite because he was the party animal he was the one that shouted Cowabunga the most, and he was just hilarious. I think as I've grown up, Raphael's now kind of been established as the badass of the bunch. Oh, they're my two least. Even more so than Leonardo, especially in the in that most recent animated film they did. 
where kind of they did the whole fight with Raphael and Leonardo and stuff. Yeah. And um, I actually thought that was really good. But I think overall, I'd still say just because of the whole childhood fondness, Michelangelo is still my favourite. Yeah, I'd say the same. No, nobody, nobody should find Leonardo their favourite character. Whoa, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. It was boring. He had no personality. He, he had two swords. He just led. That was all he did. He had two samurai swords. <laughs> well, yeah, that, I mean, true that, that there is a reason to like him in that he did the most damage in the role-playing game. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that would be a reason to like him. But as personality-wise, yeah, he's just like, oh, I'm the boss, I'm in charge, I'm the one Splinter trusts the most. Uh, see, I, I, to be honest, I, mine was a toss-up between Le- Leo and Donna. Donatello and Leonardo, I think, for me. But I, I, I'm going to go for some reason in all the video games. Most of the time, he was the one that hit the hardest. Don't know why. That was just the way they made him. Well, he's got the biggest stick, hasn't he? So yeah, it's weird because he's supposed to be the one who's least focused on fighting because he's too yeah. busy yeah, he's playing the clever clogs. Yeah, he's too busy playing with his machines. <laughs> What's that line? He's do- the... He does machines. Does machines. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, though I think now that I've aged, I'd probably say Shredder or Splinter is my favourite. But they're not turtles. I, I was going to say, yeah, the, the real cool, yeah, the real cool guy response is to say Casey Jones is their favourite character. Yeah. Oh, see, I was a huge fan of him as a kid, just because he was all badass with the hockey mask thing going on, and it was kind He's of as a, kid, an animal. as a kid, it was the nearest thing you could get to Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, that was the whole thing. I remember at school, people going on about, oh, he's got a Jason mask. And I remember knowing it as him having a Jason mask, even though I'd never actually seen Friday the 13th. I just knew Jason was somebody from a horror film that wore a mask. But the only way I could identify with it was Casey Jones. (laughs) So you could never watch Friday the 13th in the same way again. Humming the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme throughout. (laughs) Uh, the last thing I wanted to get your opinions on is what about turtles imitators? So things like battle toads, street sharks, street sharks, like a mice from Mars. Like a, I think those were the one where uh, extreme dinosaurs, which was the street shark spin-off. <laughs> a spin-off from a spin-off. Ooh. <laughs> oh, I was a fan of street sharks to be honest, but I, I also loved Biker Mice from Mars. Here's some here which I've never heard of. Cheetah Men. <laughs> Wild West Cowboys of Moo Mesa. And Stone Protectors. I don't know what Stone Protectors. I've heard of the others. But... Oh, the sto- oh, the Stone Protectors are basically, you know, the trolls. What, them thing what, with the, the big head? Spiky head? Yes, yeah, it's yeah. basically them trying to be like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, God. Does Gargoyles count? Count? Uh, yeah, he might do. Yeah, that's around the same time. Yeah, because here it says stone protectors generally followed in the same vein as contemporaries like Toxic Crusaders, Swamp oh, Thing, yeah. and the highly popular Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm, I used to have some um, Street Sharks figures, and they had like kind of like rubber backs to recreate like the a shark's back. I'd imagine, but um, no, nah, Street Sharks was all right. They used to like swim through the. Asphalt. <laughs> yeah, they also used to bite. They fight. They stand for everything right. <laughs> <laughs> and they had a band as well. That's how they, they were in a band, all these four guys or something. And then I don't know what happens to them. They turn them into sharks. But they were all like surfer dudes, I'm sure of it. See, I didn't like 
Street Sharks. But I do remember, for whatever reason, even though now I, I'm ashamed to admit it, for some reason I did have a fondness for Biker Mice from Mars. Of course. It was on the big breakfast. That might be <laughs> that's why. Prob- that's probably why. I remember the, the video game on the SNES, Random Trivia, was sponsored by Snickers, who at the time had been using the I Can't Get No Satisfaction in all of their adverts on TV. So that music was in the game. And they oh. were like Snickers-related power-ups. Oh, Terrible God. product placement, given the age that it was in. It was the first time <laughs> I'd ever seen it in a computer game, where there was like Snickers power-ups for the biker mice, and you had to listen to I Can't Get No Satisfaction every time you finished a level. Oh, sounds like an awful Tragic. game. <laughs> but the one thing I was, was going to say was, um, the one cartoon or anime that I always assumed was kind of indirectly spun off of the turtles was samurai pizza cats no but i think that was just they were, i think they just redubbed it, was just, it to cash i think in it was turtles. just because it was kind of like yeah because it was like obviously there's one that they they give a jab to the turtles in the opening intro yes they make a comment about them but it was the fact that it was like nin, instead of ninja turtles it was samurai cats and they liked pizza that was just the connection that i picked up on as a kid yeah, I think that was the idea that Saban was going for. It was like, it was kind of like, it was rather than copying, it was more having a stab at it sort of thing. Yeah, I think that's correct. I'm trying to think. There's another one. I'm sure there's another one with dinosaurs in. Dinosaurs, I think, was one. Uh, no, I'm sure it's like, but I think it was like setting like a. In a world where everybody was dinosaurs, so it was a bit different from the turtles. But I can't remember what it was. Never mind. Would you say the turtles is the best of the anthropomorphic bunch? Uh, well, no, it is having our pizza cats is, but um, we, in, including the from the nineties actual US ones, yeah, turtles is probably the better one out of any of the others. It's lasted the longest. Yes, certainly, because it's the original and the best. <laughs> but yeah, I'd say this, if you get a chance, watch some of the second series because. Is pretty good and close, much closer to the original comics. I'm, I'm yeah, really intrigued to read the comics. I watched now. the originally and I wasn't taken with it, but it might just be my memory saying this isn't what I looked at when I was a child. So I don't yeah, know. I think that is kind of the case. It's, Whereas I, say, I kind of got the same feeling when I watched well when I've watched any of the many Transformer new series that have come out the last ten or so years. Yeah, admittedly, a lot of those are also just plain bad. <laughs> there is that. <laughs> uh, right. Any anything else you want to say on the subject of turtles before we wrap up? Uh, turtle power. <laughs> um, no one had said it, so it needed to be said. They I do say it, pizza. Now. So they, they do say oh. it in this cartoon. That was they didn't bother translating that of the turtles. Yeah, I don't recall any of them saying cowabunga like ever. No, in, we don't think they did at all. But they did say turtle power a lot. That's good. And they were impressed that the magical tablet also gave instructions on how to <gasps> activate the stones in both Japanese and English. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that, that was that very was awesome. funny. I like that. That was good. <laughs> that was good. So I think I think people I don't know if you're a fan of the original series and stuff and the comic, I think you could certainly see a plus to watching these. Yeah, I think so. But and also if you're a super fan you probably already have watched them. Um, but uh, if you're a lapsed super fan, then yeah, you probably want to go and check them out because they were, they'll only take up less than an hour of your time. And, and they're on uh, YouTube. And yeah, they're kind of. They're, I think like the the comedy element to it makes it actually worth watching. 
Mm, yeah, oh, definitely. Much as I whinged about it after the event. <laughs> or if you're not that bothered, just Google search like pictures of them when they're hard and bald. Bolder. More human-like, at least. Yeah. So. Dressed up as Wolverine and cut. They're putting on their Wolverine cosplay. Snicked. Yeah. Headed out on town. <laughs> Righty-ho. Uh, what do you think you were going to say that would blow our minds? Oh, that was the Evangelion stuff. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Ah. That was some slot. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I, that I, shocked me because I, I mean, I've got this theory that when people think about early '90s anime, they tend to only think about the OVAs. They don't think about the stuff which is on TV. In part because a lot of it wasn't on TV; it was being replaced by things like Turtles and Batman the Animated Series. Um. Because when you look back at a lot of it, it is absolute rubbish, which is probably why the OVAs are remembered so well. <laughs> but there you go. Okay, uh, uh, Gary, do you want anything to plug anything? Your Twitter or? Uh, yeah, you guys can get me on Twitter at Gary Hedges. No spaces or underscores. Excellent. You're simple, unlike mine, which I've made as complicated as possible for everybody. Uh, yeah, you can find my website is awesome-engine.com and I'm on Twitter at awesome underscore engine and I'm running two events at the upcoming Kitacon. I'm running Manstravaganza and Anison Armageddon, which are both running on the Saturday. On the I should be attending both. Yes, you will. You might you might even be dragged onto the panel of one of them. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't know about that. <laughs> We're going to record one now. of this episode of Dynamite in the Brain, hopefully. So, uh, yeah, Alison Armageddon is uh, going to be a panel one. So at the moment, it's me, Anthony, and Leon. You can be our fourth man. You can be our Michelangelo to our Ninja <laughs> Squad. John, <laughs> as long as you bring our oh, eating pizza throughout the panel. Oh. And at the end, we'll. Form into oh, a Saint in the brain. <laughs> As a kid, the one fan club I was a member of was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan club. What, what swag did you get for being a? Uh, you got a sticker, a badge. You had to name your favourite turtle when you signed up, and obviously I named Michelangelo. So I got a Michelangelo keyring, um, which I'd had for years. It I bet they had loads of them and stuff. Um, uh, what else did you get? Um, oh, the coolest thing you got was a neon green pair of shoelaces that had the Ninja Turtles logo um, all the way along them. They do those, sound good. They were like the best thing ever. I remember looking at those and I wanted to somehow put them in every pair of trainers I had. But every time I got new trainers, I'd always salvage the Ninja Turtle laces out of them. But yeah, it was it was one of those. It was the one fan club I was a member of as a kid. And used to get like a, a monthly magazine that would have like a comic, and I think there was stuff about the, the the live action films and any of the games coming out. That That's far bell. better than the fan club I used to be in. Oh, what was what fan club do you used to be in? I was in the Red Dwarf fan club. <laughs> I used to get the month, well, probably every three month, uh, a fanzine called Better Than Life. And I used to always dream about going to Red Dwarf conventions. I never ever did. Oh, what I, was about to say, I was about to say something so I don't know whichever one, whichever one, what slander, which one's liable. <laughs> but... Well, I can guess. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure anyone who knows anything about Red Dwarf would also be. Um, 
Yeah, the only fan club I was in was I was part of the Radio Tip Top Club. Do you remember Radio Tip Top? It was, I don't. It was a, I think it was a pirate radio station, and then it had like a slot on Radio One in the nineties while I was at university, and they released a cover version of M's pop music. I think in ninety five or ninety six. No, what, what, just no. me then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think all I got from that was a certificate and a couple of badges and maybe a sticker. Oh, boo. But Fan clubs are rubbish. It was free, so I'm not complaining. Oh, oh, what? Yours was free to join? I believe so, yeah. Oh, Jesus. I remember the Turtles fan club cost a fiver. Oh, that's nothing. I paid like £30 a year for the Red Dwarf one. I'm sure it's something what? obscene. I remember... The worst and most embarrassing thing about it, I got a letter when I joined. Hello, Dwarfer. They coined <laughs> the term Dwarfer. And then I was i was only young at the time, so I lapped it up. I was overjoyed to be in this fan club. Ugh, ugh, I, I made hunt out the old fanzines. So you're excited about the uh, new series on Dave? Not in the slightest. <laughs> Not after the uh, specials they did? Not after the specials. The only thing remotely good about the specials is the Blade Runner nod. And that, it doesn't win it for me. So, Red Dwarf's like finished the Starbucks as far as I'm and, and the what? The Starbucks smart car in the special. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. It doesn't appeal oh, to me. I just thought of another random turtle trivia. I met, well, I say I met the turtles. The, the turtles used to do a dance routine with music um, <laughs> at Disney's MGM Studios. Like a live action thing. And I got all their autographs as a kid. Ah, oh, day of my life. because uh, I can't wish because there was an interview on some podcast with come which members of the state it was. You know, the comedy group the state who were on MTV in the nineties and do very so. One of them, like David Wayne's, got that um, new Jonathan Aniston film about to come out. But I think a couple of them used to play the Turtles on like the Turtles live action tours. Oh, in America, <laughs> brilliant. That's pretty funny. And I've got a copy of um, the live-action video they released, like the t- of, from the turtles coming out of their shell tour. <laughs> that's a brilliant name for a tour. <laughs> that that sounds like a dojin. <laughs> <laughs> they were very friendly. I did not. I did not look up to see if there was any. Uh, Turtles art on uh, Pixiv. Actually, what we never mentioned was the Turtles music. Did did you guys ever have the opportunity to hear that stuff? What do you mean? Them singing stuff? They they released music on tape. I remember it because when I was in America, there was a promotion at Pizza Hut where you bought a certain pizza meal and you got a cassette. Um, and it had loads of songs recorded by the Ninja Turtles. They yeah. were kind of like it was like an eighties rock band. That's pretty much the, what this video I've got is. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it's, it's. Um, it was pretty interesting. There's like songs like where they start singing about like the turtles. You can rely on us and, and all like crazy stuff. They kind of sound like mm, I don't know, like almost like Kiss or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they're kind of like in really cheap versions of the film costumes. Yeah, they, they haven't really got the animatronic mouths at all. No, they're kind of stationary. They and yeah, there's there's videos of them floating around on the. YouTube and stuff. There is a lot of Turtles fan art on Pixiv. The, uh... People tend to like to get the um, videos of the Turtles rock 
band, um, but then overdub it with heavy metal and stuff like that for comedy comedic effect. <laughs> I don't think you need to do that for comedy effect in this case. I think it sounds pretty funny yeah. as it is. As is. But <laughs> I, unfortunately, I never got the tape because we didn't have Pizza Hut in America because oh. we always ate at American restaurants that didn't exist over here because it was the novelty. <laughs> that makes sense. That's perfect sense. I, I if like uh, we eat a pizza, we can do that at home. And I'm probably sitting there begging my parents, saying, "Yeah, but at home, if I eat a pizza, I don't get a cassette with turtles on it, playing rock music." I'm now imagining American tourists doing the same over here. So why you don't go to McDonald's? We've got a Wimpy. They don't have Wimpies. <laughs> <laughs> they probably do. Probably do. Oh, wimpy fish, uh. fish and chips. What's their speciality? The giant bender or something? What Wimpy? Yeah, I think it's like a, be- a, sa- a sausage in a circle in a bun. Yes, but yeah, to make, make it look like a... Giant <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure that's what it's called. <laughs> I don't know why you're finding that so funny, Anthony. I would, as a child, when Wimpy have... was in its so-called I prime... I think a giant bender from um, Futurama. Yeah, that's where it is. That's where it is. Oh, oh God. Right, I want to plug some stuff. Presuming we're done with cassettes and big benders and stuff and wimpy. I am on Twitter. I am Ant Askew. A-N-T-A-S-K-E-W. I'm on YouTube. T-S-A-N-G 808. And also on March the 14th I've got a video coming out. Very important video. And there's there's a reason, which I'm not going to say why, but there's a reason for it to have a, a set release date. And also, obviously, I'm helping with the Anison Armageddon thing at KetaCon, which would be very good. And I'm also helping with the a Machinima panel, as well as helping out with the Street Fighter tournament, which I could well be commentating on, but we don't know yet. And that's, that's me. Would you be doing colour commentary or play-by-play? Uh, just as it goes, you know, just I may just imp- improvise. Right, yeah. Uh, I might write some material down first. Uh, yeah. No, it should be good, hopefully. Ketacon, April. I forget which weekend. I'm not very good. Also, if you've got 20 quid, you can buy on tape from eBay Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles coming out of their shelves. I think <laughs> it's the same tape. You also need a cassette player, presuming yeah. you don't already have one. Well, we have listeners that won't know what a cassette is. You can, you can also buy v, uh, VCRs on eBay as well, as I did. Ooh, how much does that set you back? It's not, it set me back £10. Does it in full oh. working order? It, is, it was in full working order. I used it for a week, and I've uh, not used it since. What did you get that for? Which I was going to transfer a bunch of tapes onto uh, DVD... Oh. And then I discovered that most of the tapes I wanted to transfer onto DVD had got mould on them, so therefore I could not do that. Oh, that's right, you mentioned that. Yes, mold. which I'm not alone because I was listening to an old episode of uh, Fighting Talk the other day, and Stephen Mack had the same problem. So yeah. there you go. Is it easy to transfer a VHS to a DVD? Or not? Uh, it depends. If it hasn't got macrovision and you've got a DVD recorder of some kind, mm-hmm. then yes, it is. If it has got macrovision, I think there's a way around it, but I've, I never got around to finding it. Which I'd mm, quite like to do, because I do have some stuff that, I'd, which isn't available in the forms I've got it on VHS. So it's like the Gunbuster UK release on VHS. It's got footage which I think they edited out on later releases. Mm. For reasons only known to Gynax. 
<laughs> get them ripped, get them released, make a profit somehow. I don't know how, but... <laughs> and I've also got the UK dub of Cat Girl Nuku Nuku that I'd like to make a digital copy of. Is that not available as on a DVD, is it not? Is no, that the original not. Cockney dub? Yeah, yeah, it's the one with the Liverpudlian... Uh, one of the characters has got a Liverpudlian accent. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds brilliant. <laughs> you know, like, I think it's like how on these things where sometimes the American dubs, where they do got an Osaka accent, they might give them a Southern accent or a Brooklyn accent. I think they were trying to do the same there, but make them scouts. Very clever. Very clever. I think that was the deal. Okay, we should be back for the final part of Ninja Week on the next Ninja episode. Month. Ninja Month, even, yes. <laughs> Ninja Month, next week. Believe it! See ya. Cowabunga. <laughs> Your life's gone down the drain. Your body's erect with pain. There's just one thing to blame. Dynamite in the brain. Dynamite in the brain. Dynamite in the brain. Dynamite in the brain. Dynamite in the brain.